Hello and welcome to the Mindful Movement for Parkinson's podcast and audio library. In this installment, I'll be giving some brief guidelines for how to do the Mindful Movement lessons based on the Feldenkrais method in a way that will be safe and effective for you. The first guideline that I'd like to emphasize is to do these lessons in a way where you maintain your sense of comfort and ease as much as possible at all times throughout the lesson. So, for instance, if I'm giving a movement instruction and something about it feels uncomfortable or that it's causing a little bit of pain, it would be good to pause and come back to the movement doing it a little more slowly and uh, in a smaller range and just with a sense of curiosity could you do the movement in a way that does not entail that discomfort. The reason that we emphasize this maintaining uh, comfort in Feldenkrais lessons so much is that if there's some amount of pain happening uh, most of the time the nervous system will be devoting a fair amount of attention to monitoring uh, and tracking that pain. And then that is attention that is not being used to explore new movement possibilities and to try to form uh, new movement habits. In line with this idea of uh, maintaining comfort in a lesson, you're always welcome to take a rest at any time during a lesson, even if I'm continuing to give movement instructions. So I will uh, actually encourage you to take rests uh, pretty frequently during the lessons, but you're always welcome to just decide to take a little rest on your own and then come back to the movement when your attention is refreshed and you feel ready. Similarly, um, it's also possible to simply imagine doing the movements as I give the instructions. So let's say I were to give the instruction to lift your right arm overhead. And you begin to do the movement and find it's uncomfortable, or you've had a shoulder surgery or an old injury, and so it really doesn't feel possible to lift your arm overhead without discomfort. That would be a great place to simply imagine doing the movement. And scientists have shown that there are real measurable uh, activities in the brain and nervous system from imagining movement. Um, now to clarify, when I say imagine doing the movement, I don't mean that you're just um, like as if you were watching yourself in a movie or something like that. What I mean is that you stay present with your attention to your body and especially the parts of uh, yourself that would be doing the movement and you imagine it at the pace you would be doing it. So if you were to imagine lifting your right arm overhead, you might really spend 10 seconds slowly imagining lifting the arm overhead and then another 8 or 10 seconds imagining setting it back down. And that kind of very active imagining slash visualizing of doing a movement uh, has been documented to have really uh, uh, healthy benefits for the nervous system and for movement capacity. This um, 
option to imagine movements might be especially useful for people with Parkinson's disease. For instance, if your level of medications is fluctuating um, during a lesson, or if you're experiencing some dystonia, some freezing, or uh, some tremor, you may decide um, that you'd like to spend part of the lesson simply imagining what's going on, uh, or the whole lesson. And this imagining is something that we do in the Feldenkrais method all the time, even for people who uh, have the capacity to do, to do a movement. So imagining can be um, something that you use for a whole lesson, or you could weave in and out of it um, as you choose. The next guideline I'd like to talk about is um, positions and props in doing a mindful movement lesson. So most of the lessons will be done lying on the floor, either on your back, on one side or the other, or both, or for people who are um, comfortable in this position, lying on the front. And then there are also lessons done sitting in a chair or standing and walking. But for the lessons done lying on the floor, it's important that you find a surface to lie on that is not too soft. And the reason for that is that uh, in the Feldenkrais method, we're looking to really um, carefully observe the relationship between the nervous system and the skeleton and to improve the function of that relationship. And so if you're lying on something that's soft enough to absorb a lot of your movement, you're not going to get clear feedback from the surface into your skeleton, and some of the benefit of the lesson will be lost. So many Feldenkrais lessons are done on a hardwood floor with maybe a couple of blankets laid down as a cushion. Some people are comfortable doing a lesson on something as thin as a yoga mat. But uh, on the other hand, you don't want to do a lesson on a surface that's so hard that it's uncomfortable for you. So if it's causing some pain, then you'll, you'll need to experiment with finding um, some kind of cushioning that's uh, comfortable but not uh, too soft. It's also um, a good idea to use props during a Feldenkrais lesson. So, for instance, if you're lying on your back, many people will feel more comfortable with something behind their head to raise the level of their head a little bit. Here again, you don't probably want to use a big, uh, cushy pillow. Um, it might be better to use a firm cushion or even something like a hardcover book to raise the level of your head. And it's worthwhile to experiment with uh, what level feels optimal for you that's comfortable for your head and neck but, but not too high. Say you were to be doing a lesson lying on the back and you notice that, uh, let's say, your right shoulder is quite a bit lifted off the floor. Uh, it's uh, asymmetrical from the left shoulder. Um, in Feldenkrais, we're not worried about asymmetries too much, um, but if it's causing some difficulty, some discomfort for you, you'd be welcome to simply slide a blanket under your right shoulder uh, to help support it. So you're always welcome to play around with um, props that will help uh, support you in feeling comfortable. Uh, the next uh, guideline I'd like to talk about is 
where to put your attention during the lessons. So um, in a Feldenkrais lesson, uh, in, in mindful movement lessons, we're not looking to simply repeat a movement over and over again as if uh, it were an exercise. What's more important than how many repetitions of the movement you do or even how large of a range you do the movement in is the quality of attention that you bring to the movement. And um, to put it generally, the quality of attention that we're looking for is a holistic sense of self doing the movement. So let's go back to that example of raising the arm overhead. Let's say I'm raising my right arm overhead and back down. I don't just uh, want to be doing the movement over and over again. I want to be sensing how does this movement happen in my shoulder blade? What do I do with my hand and fingers during this movement? Does it shift my weight at all as the arm raises and comes back down? Do I feel the movement in my low back or in the front of my chest? All of these are ways of spreading out the attention to try to have a sense that my whole self is involved in the movement. I will draw your attention to these kinds of things during the lesson, um, but I just want to put that in here as a guideline as well, that you're always uh, welcome to spread out your own attention in a curious or even a playful way, trying to um, develop new insights about your own movement habits. Another area where you're always invited to put your attention is on your breath and the quality of your breathing. So say you're doing a movement and you notice that your breath is uh, quite labored. That would be a good uh, time to pause, take a little rest, and then try to come back to the movement in a way where you maintain a, a smoother, more even quality of breathing. Um, or if you were to notice that you started holding your breath, that would also be a sign that there's um, too much focus on achieving the movement. And that would be a good time to let your breathing come into the foreground of your attention and let the movement fade more to the background. And that's a really beneficial way to do uh, movements. Um, if you experience that you're having a tremor or discomfort from other symptoms of Parkinson's during the lesson, uh, it's up to you to decide if you want to continue the lesson, if you'd like to pause and come back to it. Um, in my own experience working with people in person, I've found that some people are very comfortable just continuing a lesson with a tremor going on. And in some cases, the tremor will subside during the course of the lesson. Um, but if it's too distracting for you or there's another uh, symptom of your Parkinson's that's taking over a lot of your attention, then it might be good to rest, um, to imagine doing the movements, or simply to come back to the lesson another time. Um, some of these movements might be confusing or difficult at first, and you might be surprised that by resting and coming back to it, or by trying the lesson again, later in the day, or the next day, or a few days later, it has um, suddenly become easier or more approachable. And that would be an indication that um, your, your nervous system has studied the movement pattern and digested it some in the, in the interim. 
you're always welcome to contact me with questions about a particular lesson or about these uh, lessons in general. Uh, my email address is matthew.zeppelin at gmail.com. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W dot Z-E-P-E-L-I-N at gmail.com. And you're also welcome to visit my website, um, which has uh, additional contact information at www.recovermobility.com. Thank you for listening to these guidelines, and I hope that you enjoy the Mindful Movement lessons.